Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Sup? It's going to be a little bit different because I've got more of an announcement for them, and then we're going to show a rerun. <laughs> yeah, we're going to show reruns of the Andy Griffith show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, what we're doing is we're going to take a couple of weeks break. It'll be the first break we've actually taken. Um, anytime we've been out of town, we'll record ahead and different things. But essentially, Dan has been working on a project, and we're looking at a little bit of rework on our format and what we're going to be doing. We still encourage you to write in and uh, interact with the different conversations we have, but tell them a little bit what you're working on. Well, one of the things that I've had for years is I try to look at the major themes of books and try to try to demonstrate what a particular book of the Bible is really about from mm -hmm. the perspective of the author inspired by God who originally wrote it. So lately I've been working, for example, on First and Second Chronicles and talking about what those books are really about. Hmm. I've done some work in Genesis. I'm working on Exodus right now. So maybe in some format um, we'll share when we get back the idea of what are the themes of the different books of the Bible that we can demonstrate and how do we know and what do those really have to say to us. Because hmm. we talk a lot about like the context of a book and, and how that's not just the verse before or after. Yes. And so maybe this will be kind of a key to opening up some things in the book that maybe have been misunderstood or taken out of that context. I hope so. And it, okay. it also opens up what I call the big messages of the Bible. Mm. Uh, because the various books of the Bible do have big central messages. Yeah. And the little parts fit into those big parts. And so I'd like to show what those big messages are. And then we can talk, if you want to, about some passages in those books yeah. that maybe we can look at differently when we see those big messages. Okay. So like I said, we'll take a couple of weeks off and we're going to be putting together at least the beginnings of some of this. And maybe your comments will lead us to some other discussions we can have about those big topics. So we're not going away. Um, I'm going to post some like greatest hits, like I say, some reruns for the next couple of weeks. If you're listening on podcasts, there's a lot that I have not yet released on podcasts that we did on video. So I'm going to be putting some of those things out there as well. But we hope you'll stick around. We hope you'll stay in touch with us. Thanks again for watching, and we look forward to seeing you. We'll see you next week, but we'll have new stuff coming in June. God bless. See ya. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. We got another one of our multitude of questions that's been coming in. Let's don't uh, go slow, but let's fast. Let's go fast. Go ahead. If you haven't guessed what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> the question that came in was, why do we not fast as often? Uh, the person kind of, as they were going through the question, said they read a lot about <coughs> fasting, but they don't quite understand it because the, here in the Church of Christ, the background of the person who sent the question, they said, we don't do a lot of fasting. So mm -hmm. why not? <coughs> well, that's a very good question. Uh, when Jesus was talking about it in the Sermon on the Mount, mm -hmm. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, he said, Whenever you fast, mm -hmm. 
do not be like the hypocrites at fast, you know, and they, you know, have disfigured faces and they, so that they might be seen of men to be fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Kind of sounds like he expected people to be doing that. Yeah. (laughs) But when you fast, he says, Mm -hmm. anoint your head with oil and wash your face. And so you might not be seen of men to fast, but by your father in secret. And your father who sees you secretly will reward you. So fasting, first of all, is a matter between us and God. It's not a matter of something between us and other people. Mm. Uh, Fasting was usually done in order to focus on some spiritual thing really hard, like, like praying. Prayer and fasting usually went together. Right. You know, when Jesus was uh, in the desert there 40 days, he fasted for 40 days. Yeah. But he was praying and, and seriously contemplating his, his ministry, you know, and fasting and denying the flesh. And in that case, remember the devil, one of the temptations was command the, the uh, loaves to become, uh, the stone to become loaves right, or bread. Right, right, right. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live. So he was saying that there are times when there are things more important than food. Spiritual discipline, spiritual focus, prayer. Mm. Sometimes those things need to take precedence over food. And so this was called... In the, in the early days, this was called egkrateia, or self-control. Hmm. And it was, it was self-discipline, the repression of the flesh, the ascension of the spiritual side of man. For a little while, I'm going to deny the fleshly side. Yeah. And I'm going to totally focus on the spiritual side. And this was, <clears throat> again, between a person and God. God didn't say uh, fast. Three times a week. Right. Uh, he didn't say fast twice a year. He just said, when you do fast, mm-hmm. do it this way. So um, others have suggested even, I've heard it suggested by one of our past elders, you could have different kinds of fast. You could have a television fast. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, would this, since it's not as directly stated how it should be done, could it be put into modern context of fasting from other things than food? Sure, I think it could. And, and I think uh, you have part of this concept uh, coming over in the idea of Lent mm. in some uh, religious cultures. But we can choose to abstain from certain things. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 7, verse uh, 3 through 5, we have, uh, especially verse 5, it has to do with a sexual fast. Hmm. And it says so that they might give themselves to prayer and then come together again, lest Satan tempt them because of their lack of self-control. Hmm. So one might choose to abstain from sex as well as from food for a short period of time. Yeah. And the purpose, though, what I'm trying to emphasize is the purpose is to give yourself to prayer. Hmm. So it would always be you would be replacing it with something, and that something in the case of a spiritual context would be with a spiritual pursuit. That's time right. of prayer, time of study, That's time right. of focus. There was, there was really no such thing as just, as far as I can tell, as just fasting 
hmm. too fast. In yeah. other words, just just so you can lose five pounds. I mean, that's fine, <laughs> but there's no real religious value in that. Right. Uh, and this was a personal thing between the individual and God. There was no length. You know, do you do it for a day? Do you do it for two days? Do you do it for 12 hours? You know, there's no yeah. length of time. Jesus did it for 40 days. Yeah. And so if wow. we have... If we have passages that talk about fasting and we have examples of the people throughout the Bible who have done that, you know, you've been around a little longer than I have. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's me. So in in your experience, what are some of the, like, I'm sure this isn't the first time people have talked about fasting. So why is that not a major thing that we emphasize or discuss or encourage on, in, in these times? Well, <clears throat> that's a good question. Um, I think we, we, we should give it a little more attention than it has. And we have done this before. We certainly probably don't do it uh, well enough. Um, I'm thinking of a passage in, in Acts. I think it's Acts 14, maybe 22... 23, 24, somewhere in there. Let's start with 22 and see what happens. 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Encouraging them to continue in faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed the elders in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed themselves to the Lord in whom they had believed. All right. So the appointment, when the evangelists appointed elders, it was of such a great moment in in a church and and very so important for the future progress of the church that it was done with prayer and fasting there was a focus in prayer it was not just you know god is great god is good but it was as mm-hmm. paul would say in like uh, uh, uh romans 15:30 it was an agonizing together mm-hmm. in prayer it was a real struggle in prayer it was a real uh beseeching of god intently yeah. in prayer uh, because it was a very important decision and not taken lightly. So that's another context in which you could think mm-hmm. of fasting. If there's some huge decision in your life that's momentous for the for the course of your life, mm-hmm. it would be worth fasting and praying and meditating seriously yeah. before and, you make that decision. And so kind of tying this and the Matthew passage together, fasting is something that can be done as individual or group. Um, mm, I guess, but I don't know that. Well, they were dedicating them. You're right in the in the in the elder situation. In the elders thing, they yeah, were just, all praying and fasting. Yeah, I got you. Because yeah. I've I have heard, and this is from my personal background. I've heard people more discourage like a churchwide fast than individual that like I've heard people go, well, it's, it's okay if you want to do it. But the whole idea of like having a churchwide fast or something that gets a little weird, you know, and I've heard various reasons why well, they feel it's, it, it's sort of like many things we do. You can, you can offer it, you can suggest it, but I don't know that people should feel pressured hmm. to fast, but if they choose to and dedicate themselves to this particular purpose, that's great. Yeah. And again, it would be for, it's well. It would be best served with a specific purpose and a replacement in mind. Mm-hmm. So, like in the case of this Acts passage, 
they were about to make a major decision on their leadership. Mm-hmm. And so this group decided we're going to... Right. But then think about the, the Matthew 6 passage when you, when you do this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know... He didn't fast. Well, we're, of course, much more spiritual than, than he is. Well, she didn't fast. Well, of course, we're much more spiritual I'm, I'm than imagining, she is. You see what I'm saying? I'm imagining an empty plate in front of me and an Instagram. And has, put, hashtag it, fasting. Put, put it on Facebook. <laughs> yes, I'm fasting today because I'm... Yeah, I don't think yeah, that would fit the context. Uh, no, uh, no. And so maybe that's some of it, is we're worried about if we do... An encouragement of it, then how do you how do you check that someone's doing it? You know, I don't think you do. I think you just voluntarily say, "I'll be with you in this, and I'll do this mm-hmm. with you." And and if people want to come up and pray at certain times, like we've had twenty four hours of prayer or something, yeah. and we take turns and we pray, but we don't necessarily announce to everybody, "Oh, I'm fasting while I pray." You know, that's yeah. So. It, there may be a chance that more people are doing it out there than we think mm-hmm. because maybe they're not talking about it a lot. But I would I would think it's a fair assessment that we don't talk about the practice as a whole. Not very much. Yeah. And, and there's one other thing I'd like to throw in before we say sayonara, and that is okay. in 2 Peter chapter 1. Okay. In that passage about giving all diligence to add to your... Faith, moral excellence, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse 6, And add to your knowledge, ekrateia, self-control. Mm. So to be diligent at adding self-control necessitates on purpose saying no to ourselves about some things. Yeah. So to practice self-control would be to some degree to Fast in some sense. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so it may not be like you mentioned Lent earlier. It's not necessarily that we. Lent's in my dryer. No, that's not. (laughs) No. Yes, I understand. It may not be at a certain time of year. Yes, it's not something we have to wait for that special time, you know, or a certain reason to, but maybe in your individual life, that big decision you're about to make, maybe a day or two or an afternoon or whatever. Uh, or maybe you've just been so focused on worldly things yeah. for a while and, and things you're doing for fun and other things that are selfish. And you say, you know what? I need to practice some self-control. I need to get myself back focused on the right things. And so you say, look, I'm going to get myself in hand. I'm going to fast for 12 hours. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to read yeah. the word and I'm going to get my head right. And And I can say that digital fasting... Ooh. Is very beneficial. Um, wait, I'm and, wait, wait. I've got to check my. I've got to check. Oh no! But but really, I mean, really, it's a lot of times we tie up fasting to just food. But I think if the idea is just self control in our modern context, it's a good thing. I know, I know, and I can pick at it because I'm one of the worst of them. So. Hey. <laughs> But anyway, thank you for the question. Fasting is a weird thing because, like I say, some traditions do it more than others. And uh, I can think of maybe a handful of sermons that I've heard on it in my life. So it is something good to look into, especially as it relates to this concept of self-control. And thanks for taking us through some of that. And if you've got follow-up questions, as we always say, send them in. We'd love to go through it some more with you and just spend more time figuring out what God's Word has to share for us. 
Perfekt platziert. Ja, haben wir gewonnen.